Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 87, Drunk on the Broad, Drunk on the Fightings tonight. Got a special guest in the house. Chris, introduce yourself, brother. It's good to have you on. How you doing? Thank you uh, for having us. Uh, my name's Chris, and uh, I was creator, and I run uh, Drunk Phil's fans. Uh, other admins are involved, of course, but uh, happy to be on. Super excited for tomorrow. Uh, hope you took off from work or took a half day, because I did too, and I cannot wait. Yeah, listen, 11 years in the making, right? We got, uh, yeah. and, and there, it, it's it's weird to me. I was listening, like looking at a bunch of stuff today at how the baseball gods work, right? That the last time that they play a playoff game, it's against the Cardinals. If I remember correctly, it was also on this day. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we're in like a – we got an IOU, we got to cash in this weekend. No doubt. I mean, they didn't retire Howard, but Howard was done after that 2011 game, and I'd like to return the favor and retire full holes with two straight losses. You know, how about that? <laughs> listen, I'm, listen I'm, I'm here for all that, man. That That to me was what I was thinking about all day today, like thinking about those matchups, thinking about how – this team matches up and there's a lot of things to like, you know, and, and where, where do you want to start? You want to start with like the, let's start with the rotation. What are you, yeah, what are you thinking mean, about in terms of the rotation and how that sets up? So I'm not a super analytic stat guy, but I love stats. So I'm not, I, I don't, I, I more like traditional baseball, but here's something I will tell you. I looked up Jose Quintana. Oh, okay. Oh, first pitch. This year, hitters are hitting 385 against his first pitch. So, yeah, 385 against the first pitch. If I'm, you know, Thompson, if I'm long, swing at the first pitch. It's going to be the best pitch. This guy doesn't walk people. Once he gets ahead, he starts throwing the curves and outside, and he's, you know, sneaky like that. 
but three, you know, almost 400 on, on you know, first pitch, you've got to go after it. That, got I mean, to go after it. I, you, Chris, you said that, and I'm ultimately envisioning like uh, like a first pitch Schwarber leadoff, set the table and just and just kind of run from there and just kind of put it all out on the table and let them know that like this lineup is and can be dangerous. If we can set the table like that and let and and have them swing early and often, you have the bats to be able to start to put together multiple hit innings, crooked numbers, and, and really take off on this on this series. Yeah, I think the Cardinals rotation like Quintana, Nicholas, Wainwright, or whoever, I, the Phillies is are better. Like Nola and Wheeler. I'll have them go up against almost anyone. So, you know, w- when we talk about that, the thing is the Cardinals, the relievers are really good and throw yeah. the ball almost, ex- you know, close to 100, every one of them, and they're big strikeout guys. So you kind of want to get a big lead on the starters and just beat them up and then have these guys, come, you know, have their relievers come in. And I don't know if Helsley's playing. I know he had a middle finger issue, but I, I-, I hope the closer's yeah. not even in the picture. I don't care, yeah. you know, get like, a lead and he's not in. Yeah, I, I think I think you're onto something there where you think about, like, get your leads early. If you can get your lead in the first six innings and let your bullpen, and, and, and I like the addition of what I've seen in the last couple of weeks with having Eflin at the back end of that bullpen, like, really looked good in, in the couple of outings that he hid that he had in the last couple seasons, I'm looking at that and going, if I can jump on them early and put them away, man, I can, I can let Wheeler pitch until he's done. And then, then I can start to bring in the parade of guys that I can match up and really start to play that lefty righty game. Yeah. I'm, I've been recently worried with Robertson and Sir Anthony, I think 15 innings pitch, 14 walks. Like they're just been wild. I feel yeah. like something's missing. And, you know, Eflin on the clinch game when he was brought in to close, I was nervous. I was like, I, I don't know what he's doing. I don't like this idea. Like he's never done this before, but man, like sometimes you got to do things you've never done before to win. And and he did. So I'm, I, you know, obviously okay with it now. He's not going to start, but, he's the no, guy that could come in but, in a spot if it's the fifth, the sixth, whatever it is. Like, he's might be that guy. And Alvarado that, is just ridiculous. That could be a really productive role for him. Alvarado, I mean, the, the one pitch that I, I think about the other night, when he throws – he throws a – I think he threw a slider that, that touched like 101 and just ran right on the inside. Like, it's – it's dangerously controlled is yeah. the way I would describe it. Like it, he is just able to get the ball wherever he wants, as long as he can keep that control in play, man, it, it is really something that you can really work on. Yeah. I thought his interview post the clinch was like one of the best interviews. Like he was just heartfelt, thankful, like down to yeah. earth. I really was, you know, surprised because you don't get to really talk to, especially a lot of the Latin players. You don't see them interview. You just don't. Um, yeah. And Alvarado, like I was, I was impressed. I was, I was yeah. like, it was heartfelt, you know, that this is for you, Philadelphia. I just thought it was great. 
Chris, when he's saying that, it, it had me feeling like I had me feeling like Jeff Garcia, <laughs> the, the Merry Christmas Philadelphia. Like yeah. it, it, it felt kind of like in that vein where I was like, "Ooh, oh, okay." I, I, I like like it was just like that to watch that celebration at the end of the game when they clinch. I'm just so happy for those guys, but happy for everybody at home. And, and I was given our, our, our other co-host rich last night. He was, he, he was upset. Yeah. He's in the, you know, they, they have the, the, they only made it because of the third wild card. And I'm like, and I said, at the same time though, rich, like you have, this is the, this is the setup right now. So you have the opportunity to be able to get in. I think the matchup road that they have, I would r- much rather be where they are and play St. Louis and then potentially Atlanta rather than in the other side of that bracket to either play like you, you would what you would end up playing either the, the Padres or the Met. Like I don't like that matchup at all. So I'm, I, I think if they can, really put if they can go in right i love the starting pitching of wheeler and nola especially the way nola's pitched in the lit you know at the tail end of the season i like their chances in 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 this series versus anybody else that they would have played definitely and you know the key to me is a few things i think this is you know you gotta expect seven out of these two guys and Mm -hmm. i don't want to go to a third game i don't want suarez and i I'd rather have Falter at this point, honestly. I, I would too. I don't know what happened. If it was just no one cared about that game, but like he got rocked. Um, and there's times where he has gotten rocked. You know, he'll play okay, and then it's the fourth or fifth inning, and he gets rocked. But I think like the, our two guys got to go seven. I mean, the negative of it, they've never been there before. Wheeler, never. Nolan, never. Quintana has, and Nicholas has, because the Cardinals always are, and Quintana was with the Cubs in 17. So, like, this yeah. guy has experience, and, and that's important in this. Um, do you think Wainwright plays? Do you think he pitches in this series? I think he's going to go the third game if there is one. That's that's what I think they're shaping this up to do. I, I, I think he's the guy with experience. I, I don't know who else they would send out in the, the third game. I mean, I know they, all of their guys are, like, the same. They don't have a number one. Right. They got a bunch of threes and, and, and fives. Um, but with the change of the venues where now it's three in a row away, I don't know if the Phillies are, or any teams accustomed to this because this is going to be like the 1980, like when Montre- when, when the Phillies had to beat Montreal in Montreal in a hostile environment for three games. Like, yeah. hopefully we have that because I feel like the person who isn't good with that specifically is Nick. Castellanos. Castellanos, Where was he at during the the clinching party? I didn't see him at all. And you know what? I've heard I've heard a bunch of people say that. And and I don't know if it if it's a you know, because he's been out for the last couple weeks feeling a little distant because he wasn't a part of this like this run down the stretch. Um I don't know if this is just a personality thing. Like I don't know like just quiet. I I don't we don't know. Right. Like he, he wasn't in these situations with the Reds, right? Like maybe it's just been a while since he's been in this situation and he's just kind of like taking that, that laid back approach. I don't know. 
but that it it did seem a little strange considering how everyone else was so visible. At least yep. the guys in the starting lineup. Like you 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 saw Hoskins in that post game interview, you know, kind of like on you know, pretty much break down and, and start crying, right? Yep. You saw Schwarber be, you know, and I'm gonna quote Brett Brown, the adult in the room, right? You saw it, yeah. and, and then the best one though was was Bone to me. I loved Bone parent walking around with the case like of beer box. Yeah. on his shoulder. And you know, we had talked about this on, on one of our previous shows, but like to look at how far he's come maturity-wise, right? He has that moment where he he gets caught on camera, right? Saying, I I fucking hate this place, right? The thing that I loved about that moment, though, was that he owned it. He never backed down. He didn't walk it back. He said, yeah, I said it, but, like, take that it with was the key, and That's what endeared him to us, right? Because, right. like, if he would have lied it, like, we don't like liars. Like, if you say – like, have you never said something terrible about any of the five sports teams? I do maybe on a daily basis. <laughs> but True. I, I love them, you know, and, and yeah. I own up to it. Like, I was wrong, like. He isn't terrible. I don't hate them. Uh, but he, he owned up to it. I, I, I think that he is destined for first base, where he can hide that? some of his deficiencies. Um, and I, I think that he's – I don't know if he's a two-hitter or if he's a seven-hitter. I don't know if he's going to be a 20-home run guy, but I don't see it so far. I think he can blossom into that. Um, okay. But I, I – think that you um, unless Hoskins does, does something amazing I think he's going he has to go we yeah can't think, have a terrible defense we I think, think money wise yeah I think yeah. money wise it's a guy that they're gonna have to move on from and I at least my master plan right is to pursue Trey Turner right mm-hmm. and and slide him middle middle of the field top of your lineup and and because you really are missing that top of the lineup guy, right? And and we had a a, a guy, uh, a friend of the show, Mike, who does uh, another show on the on the Fired Up podcast, who was talking to me about having Bone as the leadoff guy, based on the way that his approach to the plate. You you could say that his approach to the plate would lend itself maybe more towards him being on the leadoff. I'm not sold on it. He was talking me into it, but like, I, I just, I mean, I think that's like to see that's Brandon Marsh blossom into it. Right. Because this dude has speed. He's left-handed. Like I love the idea of Marsh and like, I wasn't sure about this dude, but I, I, he hit over 300, you know, in the last two months, yeah. like I'm, maybe injuries have worried me a little bit, but I, okay. I'm sold on giving this dude a shot. Yeah, Mar- Marsh, and and if you look at his numbers, turning around and Mike, I got or Chris, I got to ask you. Mike's asking about the scoreboard behind the post behind. You. Yeah, so my wife got it for me for Father's Day, I think two or three years ago. So it's an actual, uh, obviously Connie Mack. Um, okay. Uh, a replica of it um, on a single day, but it's you know it's huge. I, I, it's tough for you to kind of like see. Um, but no, that's I, awesome. I also play like Stratomatic, and I don't know if this is so. I have like wow. a, a replica of you know Connie Mac, and you know this is the scoreboard and kind of where it sat there. That's in, like, awesome. Um, that's pretty cool. Very cool. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I love looking at it. The, the the clock actually works. I don't know if it works right now because I don't have battery in it. Nice. But. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, listen, the 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 bone moving bone around. That's a that, that's a conversation we can come back to in yeah. an off season, right? Yeah. But I like the the way that their lineup stacks, right? If you you can roll with a lineup, you know, with you know Schwarber, Hoskins, Harper, Real Muto. And then Bohm, Castellanos, Marsh, Segura, and Stott. There's not like if they are playing fair to middle of the road, that that lineup can still be productive and still put runs up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to stick with the normal lineup, right? Because I know Veerling's now playing center field. They want to get as many right handers in as they have. But I think yeah. like four, five, six seven it's got to be right handers after this Quintana you gotta Correct. blast yeah. it with you gotta pepper um and, and I'm assuming Harper will be third and Schwerber will hit first um but the, the rest you know just blast this dude right handers I think he's left handers were hitting 216 overall were right handers not much better honestly 240 um but yeah it's I about think that series is going to come down to a big hit and will the Phillies make stupid defensive mistakes? Because I don't think the Cardinals are because they're not that team. No, 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 they are certainly not that team. If you're, if your key to victory is waiting for the Cardinals to make a mistake, don't hold your breath because yeah. defensively they're not they're They've just never been a team that's going to do that. It's just not going to happen. Um, we posted a, uh, a stat that the Phillies are 21 and five this year when Hoskins homers. So, you wow. know, we need 21 and five winning homers. And that's like, that's like, we need Hoskins to homer. Uh, preferably <sighs> maybe the second guy <laughs> after wow. shorter homers. Yeah, but, really. I mean, listen, they, you know, they took the season series from the Cardinals, right? So they win four games of three. They win four out of the seven games. Yeah. Um, they outscore the Cardinals, but only by two runs. Um, but the Cardinals in, in those seven games did hit nine home runs. So, and Arenado you know, had three of them, you know. And so, and right, and, and in that one that one game, right, they go back to back to back to back. Oh my gosh! Yeah, which that was... you know that that can be something like that. That can be something where you're really gonna have to be on your A game, if you're Wheeler, especially coming out in that first game, to really, really put a strong emphasis on those first couple innings, not letting them get guys on, not letting them get any kind of momentum. If they, you know, they, they, he really has to do a better job, not a better job, really has to just continue to do a good job at keeping those guys off base, keep the pitch count low and really get a quality start to the point where if you can get, like you were saying, get them to go seven and then, you know, you bring in whatever combination of guys that's going to fit wherever the Cardinals are in their lineup. I think that's the, that's the key for game. Yeah. I I mean, Arenado and Goldschmidt obviously worried about, but the other guy I worry about is Edmund. Like this guy steals a lot of bases and JT has been awesome, but Edmund's kind of that guy you have to keep off the base pass. You just have to do whatever you have to do. Um, but he's kind of that sneaky guy that always gives us trouble. I, I feel, you know, he's the, uh, the uh, you know, just that guy who isn't the star that just gives the Phillies teams trouble, a Philly killer. 
Oh God! And who? It's kind of like a coat, like a Cody Ross. Oh, exactly like Cody Ross like, is it's what like I was a Cody thinking. Ross kind of like Brandon Nimmo or oh. uh, the guy from the Marlins. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he just kills us. Oh, uh, Rojas. Rojas. Uh, Miguel Rojas just kills us. Like he's not a great player, but he's great versus the Phillips. Um, what's your feeling? Like, do you hate the Cardinals? I, I don't hate like this week. Fuck yeah. everything red. Fuck everything red birds. Football and baseball. Yeah. Um. I I don't I don't that I think there's the thing that I hate about them is like this like when when Scott Rowland leaves and goes there and you know it's baseball heaven and there's this perception that you know everything about St. Louis baseball is everything that's right with baseball and it's it's always exactly the way that baseball should be played that happens in most cities that's that's not unique to st louis so i don't know if it's like a midwest thing where like it's perpetuated by media and midwest exactly like you know i i, I say the same thing fuck scott rolton fuck the cardinals <laughs> fuck budweiser fuck anheuser <laughs> All of that. I, I hate every one of them. I, I like right now. Like my level of hate is like I, normally I don't give a shit about the Cardinals. Like who cares? They're in the Midwest. Whatever. Like we get it. You beat the card. I mean, you beat the Cubs, who stink, and the Pirates, who stink, and you win your division. All right, great. Right. Um, but 2011, like that was heartbreaking. Like that was the end of our era. So like I, I'm pissed off about that still, and I'm holding that grudge, and I want this team to to beat them for that. I know they don't give a shit, but I do. That, that, that whole thing was like soul crushing. Like when I, when I think back to that, like, because that particular team in 11 was destined for like straight to the world series. And there were so many things that could have gone differently in that game five the fact that they get shut out, they give up the one run on the fluky play in the first and then nothing the rest of the game. That to me, Chris, is why I love the position that they are in right now. Because you're in. And if you're in, any team can win. If there's any sport where any team can win as long as they're in, Listen, baseball, fluky, fluky stuff happens. The ball bounces a weird way. Stupid ass fucking squirrel runs in front of the field, right? Like you get weird stuff that happens. So I love the position that they're in where they are in and they're in, in probably the most favorable matchup. Yeah. You know, like can the Phillies get hot for a month? They've done it before. They can't oh, yeah. get hot. They're, they're, you know, like have all of their guys more than I would say two gotten hot at the same time? Probably not. But two is enough. And when it was two and it was the big guys, like we absolutely just, you know, rolled through. So could it happen? Yeah. I mean, I think experience has a lot to do with this, right? And uh, Cardinals have it. And the Phillies almost to a man don't. Schwerber does. And there's a few others that do. And I think that that will make a difference. I don't want this to be 07. Agreed. That's a worry. 
you know, that's the huge word. Agreed. It kind of feels like that a little bit. Like, we know we're good enough, but we're not really good enough. And then Colorado came in and whooped us. I don't want that, and I'm hopeful not for that. Uh, and I'm, yeah. I don't think it happens because I think the Cardinals have two guys on their team. And uh, I, I, maybe pull hose now that he's going steroids. But <laughs> well, listen, listen, th- this goes out to all the card- any anybody who's in any kind of Cardinals uh, family here. So uh, forget everything. Everything Redbirds is, is out the window this, this weekend. Um, but like, I'm looking at where, like, I love this spot. I love this spot for them. So what, what is your, what, what, what's the key to winning this series for you? So I think it has to be minimizing defensive mistakes, seven innings out of Nola and Wheeler. Um, and I think I think each game, whether it's two or three, are going to come down to one big hit. So it's RASP, runners in scoring position, which we have not done good at. I think right. it comes down to those. Um, I don't want it to come down to the bullpen because it could. And I, I, I just think we're deficient there, uh, it, it, depending on how things go. I mean, Alvarado and Eflin, I'm more confident in. And I didn't even know Eflin was going to be a, a reliever at the beginning of the season or two weeks ago or five days ago, honestly. Um, but I, I, I think that's what I would say is minimizing the stupid mistakes, um, the runners in scoring position. And we got to get the two starters to win to go seven. And I'd like to see them sweep because I don't want to go to the third. Yeah, no, listen, I, I'm I'm right there with you in terms of like, I, I, want, I want no part of having to rely on Suarez or Falter or, or anybody else to be able to have to win a, a must-win game, um, even though in that must-win game, right, every it's all hands on deck. I think y- your point of getting seven innings out of Wheeler or Nola is essential, um, but not to be redundant. I'm, I'm just going to go and say, right, we need our best player to be the best player on the field, even though he's going to be the DH. Yeah. You need Harper to be the impact player that he can be. And his, his playoff experience has not been what some of his regular season performances have been. So yeah. I'm going – and the fact that now he's able to DH – and not play the field and doesn't isn't playing the field. I'm looking at him and going, I need massive production out of you because everybody in that clubhouse feeds off of Bryce Harper. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of not done a lot since he came back, right? He's just been poor. And I, I don't know if he's still hurt, if he's pressing too much. Uh, and, and the worry is with the playoffs, he's going to press even more because he knows the words out there that he's not performed. I mean, it's kind of like the Kershaw curse. This guy is a Cy Young winner during the year, and then the playoffs come, and he was terrible, like really not good. And Harper is kind of the same. He hasn't been in the playoffs enough to like go the Kershaw route, but it feels like he's, you know, could have been. No one. Yeah. I, I how many times was he in it? One year, I think Harper or two, and he just didn't really do much. Yeah. 
whatever whatever it was, one or two, the production was not was not anything to write home about. Yeah, I mean, but Schmidt had a good eighty and a bad eighty three, so it, it happened. Correct. Yeah. You know? Listen, you 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 just hope that like listen, everybody that's in there right now is 13's away, thirteen wins away. So I think the fact that again, the fact that they're in does anything and everything that we need in order for them to be able to get the best opportunity they can. And I think that's going to come on the offensive end because the more runs that they can produce, the better off they're going to be in terms of giving the comfort level to the, to the pitchers. So, so, all right. So now I need your, I need your prediction. Cause normally like on, on an Eagles game week, we would give a prediction and a key play. So, okay. Let's just do it for the series. Your series prediction and then a, a, a key player or a key player. So I think the Philly, I think it's going to go three. Um, and I think the Phillies are going to end up winning. Uh, I think that we're going to lose game one and we're, we're going to win the last two is what, just kind of how I feel what's going to happen. Uh, I, I think a, a key play that's going to happen, I, I think that's uh, – I think Nick Castellanos is going to do something. I think he's going to be the guy that we're going to be like, he didn't do that Matt Stairs moment, but maybe he hit the two-run single to like put us ahead 3-2 in the eighth. I think it's Nick C. Because we got to get our money worth for this dude. And yeah, the time is now, and maybe he can. And, you know, no one else kind of – not many people would say that. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame it on Nick one way or another. So I, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, I, I also, as much as I don't want it to go three, I think it does go three. I think they yeah. alternate. I think the okay. Phillies win game one and game three. Okay. I think they, I think for some, so, something happens in game two. Um, but the I think they, to Nola. <laughs> you know, God, it's such a, it's such a sore subject, but yeah, you know, it, it could be a situation where, you know, he, he might give up runs. And it's so hard to say that after watching how well he pitched in that last in in his last appearance in Houston, um, but I think for whatever reason, I think maybe they get out hit in in game two, and then they come back and win in game three. And I think we're 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 all, we're all bombarding the the box office at CBP to get oh tickets God, for game yeah. three. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen. Before before we hop out of here, you yeah. guys got something pretty cool going on with one of our local breweries. Yeah, so uh, with Von C, we have a new beer coming out. It's releasing this Saturday um, at the brewery only. Um, from 12 to 4, they're going to be open. So they're going to be selling, you know, four packs. You can get it on tap. Uh, you can get cases of it. Please get cases of it. Um <laughs> So 700 level lager is what it's called. We have a, a, a drunk Phil's fan uh, who is an artist, uh, Colin. Uh, he goes by the artist name of Non Heinous, and he hooked up the uh, the front uh, logos. We wanted the idea of like the vet in the background um, okay. because it's 700 level lager. It could go for the Eagles or the Phillies, whatever you went to see there. And there's kind of two guys there. There's, you know, one 700 level fan kind of shouting, who's actually the artist. Um, he, you know, said, who should I make him look like? And I was like, dude, he's like us, make him look like you. 
Right. Um, and the other is like a 70s style, um, I guess, like beer vendor with the Von C on it. Um, but it, it's a Vienna lager at 5.5%, easy drinking. Yep, thanks for bringing this up. But yeah, like, absolutely. we're really like proud of the, of the label. I love Von C even before we connected with them. I'm not a huge IPA fan, and I love the German style of uh, that okay. Von C has. Uh, a lot of lagers, a lot of like, actual Hellas, uh, things that are German. Their story is pretty cool, and I'll just uh, kind of like uh, leave it with that. They are the descendants of the Schmidt Brewery. So they have, so yeah, they are the descendants of the Schmidt's Brewery. Then this beer that I have, which is the Von C. OG Pills, it is the exact Schmidt's recipe that was made, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. They're not allowed to use the Schmidt's name because I think they sold the rights to some other company. But Von C is, you know, Philadelphia royalty in the beer uh, world. Um, and I just, it, the brewery is awesome. It's huge. Uh, there's all kinds of like old signs of Schmidt's and the brewery. So uh, we're just really proud to like, and happy to have them connected along with the brewery they are donating one dollar for every four pack to the darren dalton foundation um important to von c and you know we're really proud that like a portion's going to charity as well so i i, I think it's i hope it does awesome uh, me uh, and Chris, the other admin, are going to be out there from 12 to 4 on Saturday. We hope you come out and meet us uh, and buy some beer and drink some beers. And then we'll, you know, watch the game later on uh, in the night, wherever you're watching it. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. man. Twelve from So from 12 to 4, Avanci in yes. Norristown. If you, if you are uh, familiar with the Norristown area, if you get remotely close to the Elmwood Zoo, you're right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So... Go, go out there, check it out. Listen, um, before we jump out of here, uh, we got a little project we're working on. We have our, our, our call-in line, our Broad Street line. So, uh, you know, if you're out and about, if you're at the game, if you're, if you're pre-gaming in someone's driveway, if you're watching the game at home, something exciting happens during the game, we want you to call in. We want you to leave your, your in-the-moment feelings. Um, and then what we normally try to do is play them back on air. So, uh, here's our here's our Broad Street Line promo. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 267-405-3062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. So listen. If you're out there, call, call in. Um, listen, any, any final thoughts, anything, uh, anything final you want to share before we jump out of here? Uh, just again, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for tomorrow. Uh, call that line. I mean, I'm going to call yeah. it tomorrow. I want to call in the moment. Say whatever you want. Heavy breathe. Don likes that. It doesn't matter. You can heavy breathe. You can say the F word. We're here for it all. We will yeah, play it. Doesn't Curses, like, everything, screaming, yelling, mad, excited, whatever. Yeah, so call the line. We'll post that number and, like, you're, you might regret it after a while, Don. Because no, like, listen, we're, we're, we're trying, like, 
We've tried a couple things. We've been trying to pepper social media with it. Um, just hoping at some point it catches on. But listen, we're uh, we're ju- we're just really excited. And listen, it, it would not we we would be remiss if we did not end the show with our illustrious friend of the pod, Rich's uh, Uncle Jack, and you you might recognize this familiar voice on our way out. Hey, hey, listen to this guy. How, tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby. You're screaming like it's still the game going on. Oh, we're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Said. Said. Should. Said, Mike. Been- yeah. suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.